welcome on the Ontario Liberal Leader. Bonnie, welcome to Toronto yeah. Today. Thank you so much, Greg. Nice to be with you again. And yes, liberals are back for sure. Now, you could have a seat next to Stephen Blay, um, and that looks like something people are speculating on in the last 24 hours. When we when we were uh, trying to get you earlier in the week, we didn't know Parm Gill, uh, Doug Ford's, uh, one of Doug Ford's cabinet ministers, would leave provincial politics. He's headed to the federal realm. Um, and so there's going to be a by-election in Milton. How interested is Bonnie Crombie in a Milton by-election and running there? Well, isn't this all very interesting? <laughs> isn't how many how many MPPs are now rumored to be leaving a sinking ship? That's what I'm interested in. Parm Girls are only one of others that I'm hearing. So this should be very, very interesting. So listen, I'll have more to say about that in the coming days. And I certainly welcome the opportunity to grow our caucus. Maybe we'll maybe we'll achieve party status before 2026. So this will be very interesting. But yes, it's a, it's a good opportunity, something I'll look closely at and, and speak to my advisors. But at the same time, I made that commitment to stay on the road and get to know the people of, across Ontario. So I'm a little torn because uh, there's a lot of work to be done to rebuild the party and gain trust with voters. Does the seat check some of the boxes, though? You, you sort of laid out what would be an ideal fit and where you could lead best uh, at Queen's Park. Does the seat check a lot more boxes than some other potential seats does? Well, it starts with M and I. <laughs> I'm very familiar with I'm very familiar with many of Milton's issues, of course, because they are the neighboring riding to the city of Mississauga, and we have many issues in common, including advocating for all day two way go train transit on the Milton line that I've worked very closely with uh, their MP out of Vancouver to accomplish, and we made some strides. Of course, they suffer from the same issues everyone else does: a lack of access mm. to uh, public health care, the non affordability of housing, uh, education, etc. So lots of commonality, but at the same time, I'm a little bit torn because I really want to get back to some of those incredible towns. And as I said, those rural towns, the northern towns, the smaller communities. I know I met a lot of liberals when I was on the road, yeah. but now I need to meet people in the Tim Hortons and in the grocery store and in the Legion Hall. I need to meet all Ontarians, not just liberals. I need to get to know them. They need to get to know me. And we need to talk about the new Liberal Party of Ontario. I'm really passionate about health care. I know you've worked closely with Adil Shamji, who's an ER doctor, and he knows the file inside and out. But I worry it hasn't got quite the, the oxygen um, compared to housing, which is similarly important and a crisis. But we've just had some really awful stories about wait times, lack of access to equipment. I don't know that pouring money into the system um, in into a system where its defenders say it's broken will work. So is the idea that a hybrid model is the idea that sort of redefining what healthcare could be for all of us? Is that something the Liberal Party would at least look into and study? Look, what I see is a private health care system taking away the best and the brightest uh, and ma- making our resources even uh, scarcer. We need to invest in our publicly funded health care system so it's the best possible system for everyone when we need it. We have a government that would rather hand this over to the private sector to make millions of dollars rather than the shareholders who are there today having the best access that they can. We need to train more doctors and nurses and get them in the system rather than them being, you know, they're burnt out. They're not enjoying their work. They leave. 
and many of them join agencies, the very same hospitals, are spending millions of dollars to hire nurses from agencies rather than just invest in nurses themselves. But they don't have the budgets to do it. They're not being properly funded. They're running operating deficits. They're getting the short-term loans at millions of dollars of interest. It's a real significant problem. I hear you they're there. Hiring, listen, I, they're hiring nurses at agencies from 75 to to $100, yet they're only paying their own nurses, 75, uh, excuse me, 35 to $50. Can you imagine? Uh, yeah. So and, were- yeah, I was going to say, I, I hear you all on that front and on that file. Mm-hmm. Private health care, though, if you're rehabbing an injury, that's private. Dentistry has been, is a private industry. Long-term care, speech therapy. We pay a lot for private health care already. Like, it's not just going to the emergency room and doctor. And I wonder if there's a bridge to balance there, like a lot of the Western European countries have done. So there's a lot to look at, but I believe that we need to invest in our, in our publicly funded health care system. All that money they're mm. spending on those agencies at eight, $10 million, that could get uh, in, reinvested into diagnostic equipment and to clear the surgical backlogs. I mean, I don't know what this formula looks like and why there's this over-reliance on agencies rather than just investing in our healthcare workers right at the hospital level. So that's something that our team is led by, you know, the very capable doctor. Dr. Adil Shamji will lead and will be looking at, but there's a lot of work to do, particularly in primary primary medicine and, and medical teams. Do you know, you know, of course, that over two and a half million people don't have access to a family doctor. We saw a clinic close in Sault Ste. Marie yesterday. 10,000 people in Sault Ste. Marie will today be without a primary physician. So this is critical. This needs attention. The provincial government, the Ford government is fully aware of these circumstances and refuse to invest in our hospitals and our healthcare system. They're again passing it off to the private sector as a, yeah. as a Band-Aid solution. Bonnie Crombie is our guest on Toronto Today. Um, it came out this week, obviously, the Emergencies Act uh, federal court ruling. It was deemed illegal. Um, Doug Ford and Sylvia Jones backed the Emergencies Act, uh, so it's not like they can criticize the current federal government. How did you feel it about, uh, about it at the time, two years ago, it being enacted? So, look. This was not a peaceful demonstration. It was an illegal occupation. And the residents of Ottawa suffered for weeks with the ongoing horn blasting, the occupation, and they didn't feel safe in their own neighborhoods. The businesses were forced to shutter and thousands of people lost their jobs. So the situation spiraled out of control and something needed to be done. I mean, I would have hooked them up and towed them out. Something had to be done uh, uh, in the nation's capital. But let's not ignore the fact that what was happening in Ottawa for two full weeks led to inaction by the province. The province were missing in action, missing in action. Isn't that the time that the premier chose to take some time off and go snowmobiling? They were not, they were not, have their, they didn't have their eye on the ball. They were not, uh, they were not present. Uh, this was an intolerable situation for people in Ottawa uh, and um, fed by the protests. South of the border. Well, I think you're making a case that all governments could have acted in conjunction with law enforcement and solved this before an Emergencies Act debate was even necessary. So, yes, look, this was a very extraordinary situation. It wasn't a peaceful demonstration. And of course, peaceful demonstrations are legal and we support them. This was an illegal occupation and the people suffered greatly something had to be done and the federal government took matters into their own hands um, and the courts have already spoken so 
Bonnie Crombie, our guest. We'll uh, be checking in uh, in the weeks to come, uh, obviously on that Milton file and the potential for you to run for by-election. But uh, enjoy the Tim Hortons and the McDonald's and the coffee shops the next several weeks. Appreciate you coming on. Absolutely will. It'll be a treat. Thanks so much for having me, Greg. You have a great day. You bet. Bonnie Crombie, Ontario Liberal leader, joining us.